Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. And believe it or not, we are on the road again, uh, again, and we are going to do an episode today about Jared's travels in the beautiful Canadian city of Toronto. So I'm hoping it will be more than just hockey sticks, maple syrup, and people saying A. So I'm excited to hear about his travels and what Toronto has been like. Uh, from where I've heard, it's an amazing city. Uh, home of the Toronto Raptors, which were the NBA champions, I believe, last season, if I remember correctly, uh, with Cowie Leonard hitting that last uh, buzzer beater to win the final game in Game 7. But we're here to talk about so much more than just the Toronto Raptors. So I'm excited to hear what Jared has to say and learn some new things about Toronto. So what's going on, buddy? How's life treating you? It feels good to be on the road again, you know. I've been getting a little jealous seeing you. You've, you've been traveling a lot for work, and um, it feels good to be on the road again. I'll say that. Uh, it's It's been good. It's good to be back home. You know, that's the, also the funny thing about traveling. Still, to me, some one of the, one of my favorite parts of any good trip is coming back home, and it's just like, ah. True. Do uh, you feel rested, though, coming home this time? No, but... I have a few more days until I actually have to resume work. So now, now for these final, I don't know, however many days it is, that's uh, that's my time to like. All right, now I actually, this, now I actually relax. That's good. That's very important. Um, yeah, you need you need to save that time. I think. I but um, yeah, but uh, if you want to see some uh, pictures of my uh, adventures again. in Toronto, uh, <laughs> then. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Spread a little love. Also, uh, give us five star reviews. Tell us how uh, sul- uh, sultry is that a word? How sultry our voices are? How is sultry is that oh, a word? Yeah. Um, you better believe. How it, informative our podcast is. How hilarious and affable and friendly we are. Um, uh, with five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can also watch us on YouTube uh, on Trench Level Podcast website on TrenchLevelPodcast.com, All sorts of things, um, all the things. So now that I'm back, uh, you know, one of my constant travel go- or or excuse me, New Year's goals. Happy 2020, everyone. By the way, we didn't say that last time. We just kind of blasted into it like it was any old day. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> um, one of my constant goals uh, is to travel more and make a, a priority out of it. And, you know, last episode we talked about, um, you know, so, some uh, uh, travel hacks. I love this website, Lifehacker. And we only went through a couple of them. I want to just give you a few more of them because a few more of them caught my eye that we I didn't get to. I love to hear them. Absolutely. Uh, now, one of them, interestingly, is a uh, best ca- b- podcast to binge during a flight, and no joke, it just says untranslatable podcast. So right. we'll just well, keep of going. Course. How to That's improve right. your chances of getting a seat on Amtrak? On a recent Amtrak trip, I Amtrak Amtrak trip. Say that five That's times. That's a tongue fast. twister. Amtrak yeah, no trip. <laughs> I arrived early, boarded as quickly as possible, and yet wound up without a seat. I had purchased a reserved seat ticket, and when I asked the conductor about this, he told me that everyone on the train had a reserved seat ticket. Oh. That, see, that's... and we're, Now, we're not going to get deep into this, because train travel is not huge in the U.S., but that is Mm-mm. just one more 
sort of hurdle where this should not be happening. Now, this happens in plane flights often, too, but it, it's never happened to me personally. So how much is this really happening is how I sometimes think about it. <laughs> well, like, I've never had a, a situation where it's like, I, I've heard about all the overbookings, but I've never been in a situation where my flight's been overbooked and I haven't been able to get on that flight, you know? Um, so there's this whole thing about what does a reserve seat actually mean, and that just means a reserve spot on the train, you know? Mm. And but this is the problem with trains, you know, it's overcomplicated. And I think that that that's what's holding them back in this airplane world. Partially and that's partially all the other part is also this the landscape. Uh packing cubes. Have you heard of packing cubes? How packing cubes can change your life. I have heard about them. I keep meaning to but even get into the them. I even keep meaning to get into the uh rolling of of um luggage isn't oh, you your mom a firm your proponent clothes. of that you and your mom are firm proponents of the, oh, yeah, all the ro- rollers, rollers. I, I, was, I i i agree with you guys in theory but i never think about it in the moment when i'm packing like when i just traveled i did not do that did not even cross my mind until i yeah. looked at this list oh it saves you so much space it's crazy man it is so crazy oh, i'd imagine that makes yeah. that makes perfect sense like it's surface area wise i get it and you know it's just mm. so ingrained to me to do it the way that i do it which is folding it out flatly and longly mm. that i don't nope. even think to do that nope roll it up my man yeah it's uh especially with stuff like jeans or yeah, yeah you can or like t-shirts that don't wrinkle and when you roll stuff uh, you can also, if you have any any you know glassware that you're taking you know yes. to a different place, you put it in there. Or you can. What I tend to do, like I brought back a few beer glasses from the Czech Republic, is you roll up a shirt or whatever, put it in the glass, and then roll the glass again over something. So you have something inside the glass to provide a little bit of stability, and then you roll over it too. Uh, Another travel so far have not had any glasses break on me. That's great. I get so nervous traveling with glass. Period. That like I don't even like mm-hmm. to take that risk. To be honest with you. Now I don't maybe it'll be. Uh, now I did bring back two. Well, well, we'll get to that later. But um, yeah. Okay. I uh one travel hack that I learned this year for 2019 is and I'm still hard for me to uh put into place to implement just because of that. I'm so I just have like packing routine, but travel with some sort of extra bag of some sort, whether it be a garbage bag, maybe some sort of extra grocery bag that you have, maybe a tote bag of some sort specifically used to separate your dirty clothes. I always struggle with with the simple task of separating which which are my clean clothes or which are my dirty clothes. More specifically, what socks, what underwear, what T-shirts have I worn and not worn kind of thing. True. I Just like the simple un- things. Right. I agree with that. But another tip that I would say if you don't want to bring a bag with you or garbage bag, um, I put my dirties in a separate compartment in my luggage, in my okay. suitcase. So yeah, I, know I usually use a duffel for like... Trips less than a week, though, so I don't really have that much right. excess spots. And you know, I, I I also get I'm also someone that gets kind of self conscious about like a about like my co- clothes f- like being flown around Airbnb or, or hotel. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't have any place to put them to differentiate clean from dirty. I need to keep these differentiated. Here you go, Jared. Your dirty clothes you roll up. Your clean clothes you pack your old school method way of packing. Boom. That's a good idea. That's a good now idea. Now you know. Now that's a great idea. Now, um, 
Here's another great idea that uh, I never thought of. Use uh, now this really only works at a hotel, but use a foreign currency by paying down your hotel bill. Oh, that's smart. Now that's theoretically, smart. You, you could just take all of that currency and be like, put this all towards my bill, whatever right. I have remaining, put it on the credit card that's on account or whatever. Or this credit card, like that, that is probably very easy to do. Yeah, or have some fun and have a couple super overpriced drinks from mini bar. Uh, yes that's a good idea currency. that's a good idea like you have a 20 euro left and you're in the hotel the night before you're leaving and be like one beer. sure I'll, I'll have the little <laughs> yeah, i'll have one, a bag of uh, peanuts <laughs> <laughs> all right all right exactly, exactly. yolo <laughs> uh that's speaking of being idea. in toronto on the road again yolo um no kidding go to these boring stores when you travel internationally now some good boring stores to go to and this is essentially to avoid the uh souvenir shops 7-eleven mm. okay is a good place to go to um they even have 7-elevens here in china fun fact for you do they really okay yeah no slurpees though to my disappointment and dismay now, uh, this one I haven't looked at yet. I haven't gotten that. But I wish I'd learned this phrase before I went to another country. Do you have an answer for that? Um, not right now, but I would just say please and thank you. Those are the two phrases that you should learn if you go to a different country. Mm. goes a long mm. way. Please and thank you. Uh, yeah, I would say please, thank you, and like excuse me or sorry. One, f- one phrase, though, that has been very... Three phrases that have been very helpful. Well, two phrases because for, I'm forgetting the third one right now. But two phrases that have been very helpful for me in China have been I'm in a cab a lot because I don't have a car. And there's mm-hmm. no public transportation in Jinan other than buses. Uh, and I don't have a bus pass. So uh, the, the terms uh, turn right and turn left and also uh-huh. stop. Mm-hmm. I don't say stop. I just say here. And then mm-hmm. I tell them, okay. Uh, and that gets the job done. But uh, turn right and turn left have been very helpful phrases for me to know. I would say a simple in most language and good one would be also I would like. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Usually, it's a, usually it's a pretty simple phrase. Correct. And, and it's very versatile as far as going to restaurants and, and, and ordering things in general. Most definitely. And... The inverse of that, I do not want or I would not like because yeah. depending on the place you go, no, you may get how do they you say know, no. hassled. <laughs> right. Or, they, or, they, or you may get hassled by people. Uh, there have been a lot of instances here where in China, I've had to use the term buyao, which is I don't want. Piss off. Uh, when people will... Uh, <laughs> when, you know, like there are a lot of unsolicited cab drivers here where they will... Uh, you know, it'll be overpriced. Mm-hmm. And not only is it overpriced, but I don't think they have the same driving requirements, insurance. I, I don't really know, but I've just been told you don't want to take uh, cab rides with them. And so you, you got to tell them booyah. So I think that's another important okay. phrase. There is a t-shirt I saw online that was hilarious. It was like the uh, it was like the t-shirt for people who don't have language talent, which was basically a t-shirt had all these symbols, like a symbol for bathroom, symbol for food, for hotel, you just point on your t-shirt. I think that's a clever idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a I would cop do that out. me personally. I, I feel I like I don't it's have a clever idea. I, I feel like I wouldn't want to do it, but it, it is. It, it feel I probably would work. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd fault anyone for doing it. You know? Oh, like, I definitely I get it. wouldn't. I get yeah. it. Right. Right. Um. Let's um. Hey, let's get to it. Spread a little love. Love. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I have one shout out today. And my shout out today goes out to, I do not like 
this uh, girl's nickname, but I'm here to tell the story. So here we go. So uh, my first shout out, one second here. My first shout out goes out to Naughty Sparks, who is otherwise known as Trash Girl. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, yeah, that's, see, I knew I you would laugh at why this. wouldn't like that. Uh, yeah, I don't like the nickname, but the reason why they call her Trash Girl is because uh, over the past few years, Nadia has been very committed to picking up litter on her way to school. Uh, she had uh, been bullied and made fun of by kids at her school, calling her Trash Girl. Uh, but this is what I do like about the nickname, Jared. She has uh, now uh, owned the nickname and is proud of it. And I think that's one way to really yes. kind of give your bullies the middle finger where it's like, Take oh, back all right, the power. you're going to call me Trash Girl, I'm going to own it, Embrace it and be Trash Girl. Um, and so uh, last January, there was a story about her achievements um, at her school. And ever since then, it went viral. And she now is going to be getting some very prestigious honor from the Prime Minister, Theresa May, in London, England, hmm. um, very soon. So I think this is really amazing. And we always uh, love to spread the love for anybody who is trying to better the environment. You betcha. Because we are... Uh, we need to do this. It's very, very important. So I yeah. think it's really amazing. I'm starting to get nervous. Uh, and she, I know, right? I always get Jared nervous here. Oh, and here geez. are some. Uh, here are some tips, though, from uh, Nadia herself. Uh, use a reusable bottle bottle for water. So don't be terrible like me and have these bottles here. Although I will say I do refill these. I have um, my, my so reuse. I have my reusable water bottle right here. One of two. Nice. Actually, there one you know. of four. Excuse me. There you go. Um, uh, do not use plastic bags. So bring, uh, also I have a bunch of plastic bags. You can't see them, but I'm, I am a hypocrite right now, but do not, this is her list. Do not use, uh, plastic bags as much as I can. I use, um, reusable like tote bags or I'll ask for paper. A lot of my grocery store, like the ways most of the grocery stores around me word, you know, they'll ask paper or plastic. But um, mm-hmm. how they word it is, would you like plastic? But all these play, p- really? places that word it like that have paper abundantly. Right. But they always right. word it, would you like plastic? Like specifically t- pushing mm. me towards it. Don't follow their plastic agenda, Jerry. And I was like, what no, I'll I take say? paper, please. But I never understand why they word it like that. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, why are you pushing me towards it? Maybe it's cheaper. That's a good question. It's probably Could cheaper. Be. Probably. Probably. Um, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, lots of love to uh, Nadia Sparks. I think this yes. is amazing. You betcha. Um, we all need to, including myself, need to do a our part uh, to help the environment. Uh, yeah. Other than helping the environment, though, Jared, I think another way to live a very happy and healthy wi- life is. There also we go. Translatables. Now, this is not Absolutely. really untranslatable, but I did really enjoy the canadian accent when i was in <clears throat> canada and just real quick nice do you know what they call their one canadian dollar coin it's either a loony or toony on the one canadian dollar coin is uh, an is a, a bird like animal that looks like a duck but it's called a loon it's a loon yep and so it's a the one dollar coin is a loony and the two dollar coin is the two uni toony uh, uh-huh. I've heard I'd heard of the loony. I didn't realize it was specifically just for the one. I thought that was just like loonies, like like bucks, you know. And uh, I don't really, oh, I, yeah. I'd okay. never heard of the toonie, but that's not how they use it. So that's I don't think that's right. I think it's just for the like a loony. single like 
coin, you know. Mm-hmm. True. Um, anyway, that has nothing to do with my untranslatables. That was just a fun little thing I learned that is kind of an untranslatable because I'd never really known it. Uh, my first untranslatable is Romanian, and it's oh, cool. are un morcov in fund, and it means he has a carrot in his bum. <laughs> or you have a or 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 it looks like you have a carrot in your bum. I could also put it that way too. That might be a little is, easier. Is this like our English phrase when we say uh do they have a stick up their ass? No. 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 Um a carrot in your bum. Um, I don't even know where so, to begin with this. Give me an example, Jared. So so think about people that maybe are about to give a speech and they're walking up to the stage and they're kind of slowly walking up to the stage. And uh, they ver- their their entire body is very stiff. It looks like they have a carrot in their bum. So it's like you're very sore, or you're slow, lethargic. Do you just not listen to anything I say when I uh, when I speak? Sometimes I feel like you don't walk, hear me. To walk very slowly. I said I said someone was about is about to give a speech, and they're walking up to the stage. I'll give a speech. Oh, to be unenthusiastic. To be nervous. Oh, nervous. And it's to be, I, okay. I, when I hear a uh, carrot in the bum, I think maybe like you're, so it's tight, you know, they're, they're very right. stiff. Okay. And uh, they, they need to loosen up, you know? Sque- I will say though, Jared, I think if you're walking up to a speech and you're walking slowly, I would say you're calm, not nervous. When I think of nervous, I think oh, you're like doing things quickly. quick. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- yeah. But I guess I was thinking like if you're very like, like stiff, you know? Tight. Yeah, yeah. And it, that it, makes it, sense. Imagine, imagine that walk. Uh, I mean, you know what it's like to have a carrot up your bum. Imagine that walk <laughs> when you have like a carrot up your bum. Like you know, you're like you're kind of like that slow like wobble. Like oh my god, right? Uh oh, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that uneasy walk. But I hear where kinda, you're coming from, and I see where you're coming from right. because it looks just as uh, uncomfortable to like speed walk That's to fair. the stage and just start. You know, <laughs> true, true, very true. <clears throat> so you make well, a good Jared, point. My first one for you is uh, Chinese. It is um, Pijing Zhanji, which means split open trees and cut brambles. Do you know what a bramble is? I knew you were going to ask me that. I didn't look I mean, it of up, course. and I do not. I'll look I it up. Not. Brambles. I'll look it up. Bramble. A bramble is any rough, tangled, prickly shrub, usually ah, in the okay. gen- in the genus Rubus, the blackberries and raspberries and oh, of dewberries. course, the genus Rubus. Bramble is also used to describe other prickly shrubs such as roses. So, what was the untranslatable? Literally, but not again? dingleberries. Uh, split open trees and cut brambles. Is it like to like like uh, work your way through a t- difficult situation and like Very succeed good, on the Jared. other side? Very good. Yes. Uh, proceeding in the face of adversity, but more or less what you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, great. All right. I have another Good work. Romanian Perfect. one. Perfect. And it is Venitsu Mana Infund. Venitsu Mana Infund. Did you come with your palm between your butt cheeks? A lot of butt based idioms, untranslatable. Romanian, Romanians like Romanian. them booties. Yeah. Is this did you like come with you... your palm between your butt cheeks? Hmm. Think about also, I, I, I like this so, one. Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you guess I, first. I think I got an idea. Is this like you you like un, unwillingly did something or went somewhere? No. So no. Okay. This one might come up, maybe not for you in China, but for me in the United States, especially when I go home and visit my family. Uh, mm-hmm. Not you know not now, but uh, in the past 
couple weeks, couple like past month, this might have come up, where I'm I'm with my family and everyone's sitting around enjoying themselves around the tree and they're like, Jared, did you come with your palm between your butt cheeks? You know, from being in a bad mood. No, from gift from Glenda, gift from uh, John, gift from Mike, gift from. Uh, oh, interesting. Everyone names everyone's name comes up except for uh, Jared. Did you come with your palm between your butt cheeks? Coming and em- coming somewhere empty-handed. That's what Not it is. Yeah. Oh, Not bringing okay. a gift when you visit someone. Yes. Ah, uh, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's Jared, very I have rude a couple... to be invited and oh, not show up with at least a bottle of wine, even if they don't drink alcohol. You know. Right. That's fair. Um, I have three French untranslatables. Now these are uh, French Canadian. Now I will admit these are um, Quebecois. I don't know if I said that right. Um, so you okay. may not hear these in Toronto, but I thought these would be kind of fun. So the first one, Jared, is. Attaché la touque. Uh, uh, sorry, attaché ta touque. I've heard of touque before because it's like torque, but I don't remember what it is. But attaché is, is like... Oh, go ahead. Isn't it a, a hat? I think it's like a Canadian hat. Okay, may, uh, you tell me. What is what is the uh, uh, what is the literal translation? Um, put on. Huh. Well, interesting. It says put on your tongue. Yeah, you're put on your touque. Put on your toque, Jared. Uh, but you put on your toque, right, Jared. Right, we're going to start the podcast. But you don't know what a toque is, is what we're getting at here. It's a hat. It's a Canadian oh, okay, hat. Okay, okay, okay. Well, when yeah. I asked that, you said you asked me. You said, "Isn't it a hat?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, it's a Canadian hat. Okay, it's a hat. Um, put um, put. Is it like we're gonna get like get our hands dirty? Time to get down to work. Get down to business. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, wow. get ready. I'll give that one to you. Mind you know? if I just run through these other French ones real quick for sure, you? Sure, please. The next one is uh, avoir de l'eau dans le coffre, which means uh, to have water in the cellar. To have water in the cellar is to um, like have uh, skeletons in your closet or to like be keeping secrets of some so sort. It's a, good gu- it's a good guess, Jared. But, um, so if you had water in your cellar, um, what, what would you do when you went down to check on your cellar? If you're wearing jeans, you have to roll up your jeans. It's like to tread lightly, or it is means it your too- pants are too high? We would say you're wearing flood pants. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're wearing flood pants. Or like, have- or we also call them high waters too. Yeah, high waters. Yeah, your pants are too short. Your pants are too short. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why are these? All, why are they all like water based? Uh- <laughs> I don't know, but it's pretty funny. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you got to roll your pants up. You don't want... It's so annoying to walk around yeah. with wet jeans all day, especially just like that one spot. You know? Yes. Oh, my um, gosh. All right, my oh, last totally one for you is uh, avoir son voyage, which means uh, to I've have got a... my trip or to have a trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. To ha- I've got my trip. Or is it like... Um... I mean, it's not as literal as I think it is, is it? No, right. uh, I'll give you an example. I had a trip when Jared. Like I've had told enough of this. I've Toronto. had enough of your bullshit. Mm-mm, okay, mm-mm. I had a trip when Jared told me he went to Toronto and didn't eat any poutine. Um, like you freaked out. To be surprised, yeah. I mean, that's kind of similar to the English. It's like, are you, yeah. you are you tripping? You know. Oh, we, that's true. Don't be tripping. Kind of yeah. similar. <laughs> that's true. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did go to Toronto. 
I did not eat any poutine. I did see French. I did hear French. Although that is not the, the main language they speak in Toronto. Toronto. Correct. So I'll tell you about my trip. Now, one thing I did uh, mention last episode on our On the Road Again that I think is a very important thing that you should do whenever you go on any trip is to ask for advice wherever you can you know everyone probably recommendations especially if you listen to our podcast you probably know someone or maybe you're that person that uh loves to travel or that uh just knows all the spots just ask around hey got any recommendations especially if you're friends with that person personally from what i found in my experience is no recommendation is better than one that comes from someone that you're friends with so it's like you guys are friends because you have similar tastes and things you guys understand each other um, and that was that did not deceive me. I have a coworker that I work with, but we're also friendly. And I said, "Hey, give me some recommendations." I don't even know if you've been to Dur- Toronto, but I know whenever anyone brings up some location, you have something to say. And so he gave me the the recommendation for a bar that I went to on my first day. So we drove, me and my girlfriend drove to Toronto. Takes How like long was the drive? Three hours and forty five minutes to four hours, anywhere oh, in between that time. That's not bad. Uh, it was. It took no time at all. Really, it was great. And um, I just got a fresh passport, so it was fun to break that in. That's the one bummer about going back and forth, driving between Canada and Michigan. They don't stamp your passport. I was like, come on. They don't? No, I don't really? think so. I, I need to stamp. check. I didn't check, but I don't remember getting stamps li- like before. I, haven't ch- I didn't check on my new passport, but I mean, I've, I've been to Canada plenty of times since I've been back, and I don't think they do. I'm pretty I don't sure think they, they have bother. to stamp you on entry, I thought. I don't think they do. They? I don't think they have to. I'll check. I mean, I can hmm. check, but I have okay. to run and get it. It's like right over there. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll get a chance to check in a second. But we'll get to that. We'll uh, maybe we'll get back to that later. Anyway, um, so we got there, and um, the first thing we did was um, let me ask with you. We took a nap. <laughs> nice. And nice. Um, we were exhausted, and then we went to a. Uh, this, I, I made a reservation for this sort of speakeasy-esque bar that was recommended oh, cool. to me by my coworker called Cloak Bar. We had to make a reservation, and then you had to do one of those things where you call, and they come up There's and let like you in. And it's like downstairs, yeah. but it's like this sort of, um, you know, like the staircase you might see in like the back of a restaurant. You know, it's like it's a okay. normal sort of staircase. Or like the staircase you might even see like in the back, like like in a like a apartment sort of, a, you know, staircase. Nothing special at all. And then it leads down, and next to it is this nice restaurant but um they don't really you know advertise the bar in the restaurant and then you walk in and then they have like a you know because you have to make reservations you know you, you know everyone's gonna spot no one's standing around for a spot or anything but it's very right. intimate and they have a great you know they have all these crazy uh cocktails and so i get a tequila based cocktail i'm turning into a tequila head did i mention that have i mentioned that you did that last episode okay yeah. i'm happy to hear that though i love tequila as well so um and, and so and then I also got a whiskey based uh, cocktail and it was really cool. We got some cool appetizers and it was a great vibe. That was one of the great uh, highlights of Toronto. I'll just say that now was the food. What well, kind sure. of what kind of apps did you get at this place? I'm curious. We got some uh, French fries that had like some you know like cooked in some special oil with some special seasoning. We had this ca- this uh, cauliflower salad kind of dish. And um, we might have had one more thing that's escaping me right now. Um, but that was great. Um, and then we had, you know, some delicious uh, cocktails. And then the next day, what did we do the next day? The next day, 
Fun fact, uh, Niagara Falls is like an hour and a half from Toronto. So the next day we yep. left Toronto and took a road trip to uh, Niagara Falls. I'd seen Niagara Falls from the New York side uh, and never from the Toronto t- side. My girlfriend's never seen Niagara Falls, so we did that. And, you know, it's gorgeous. I p- posted pictures on Insta- on our Instagram, on Translatable Podcast, already there. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful site, but Ontario, but excuse me, the city of Niagara in Ontario is like a low rent Reno or uh, Reno or Las Vegas or Atlantic City. Like it's glitzy. There's a lot of like, there's haunted houses. There's a lot of like, there's a, (laughs) there's like a museum. uh, There's, there's a wax museum that looks like a knockoff Madame Tussauds. The, um, the the Johnny Depp. This is just from the picture on the outside. I didn't go in. I'm not paying for it. Uh, the, the looked right, like he was pa- partly melted. Everything is very expensive. <laughs> Parking was very okay. expensive. Food. We just went to a like a basic diner. Like a it diner? was good, mm-hmm. but it was very expensive. How Everything much? was very expensive. So we went there. How many, we were, how many loonies and toonies did you spend, Jared? For the two of us, breakfast. We just got a. She, my girlfriend got pancakes. I got just your basic good eggs. Choice eggs um you know uh potatoes toast and um what else you, and and uh bacon you know just your, kind of your standard mm-hmm. breakfast and altogether it was probably like 45 canadian dollars oh and i got coffee bad. maybe 50 oh wait for okay how much is that US? and so that was probably like maybe maybe like i don't know 35 40 dollars yeah okay that's not just great. for like a basic and, breakfast yeah that's not great and it was good, like, but what, like, like this is just bucks? basic stuff. In, in, in here, in a place that I go to locally, which I think is a little better, I could probably get, get do that for twenty dollars tops, including tip. Right. Um, yeah. But it was good. But and and so we were there for two hours tops. But one thing we noticed while we were there, uh, took a lot of great pictures. I mentioned Instagram on Translatable Podcast. A lot of international tourists. A lot. Okay. A lot of big hotels. A couple casinos. And me and my girlfriend kept trying to in figure Niagara out. In Niagara or Toronto? In Niagara. I'm still talking about Niagara. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I, I was, we were talking about how, why are there so many uh, international tourists here? We understand that this is a very popular thing. Everyone, a lot of people have heard of this. But there's nothing mm-hmm. to do here outside of looking at a waterfall. Everything else right. is just cheesy sort of knockoff Las Vegas, Atlantic City stuff. And, and not even right. a good knockoff of it. It didn't seem like it. And so it's like... Who's spending more than we were there for two hours and we're like, and that was including eat, the time we spent eating. <laughs> we're like, right. And we're like, all right, we're good. I think we covered this, but right. And so we got confused at all of that. And there were a lot of people there and there were a lot of tourists, but it was a beautiful weather on this day. It was sunny and it was probably in, um, low 40. So it was chilly, but it was not That's freezing. Not too bad though. It's, it's Canada. So for that in Canada and Toronto apparently it does not get cold. It does not get that cold. It does not get big snows because of the side of um the lake that it's on, Lake Ontario. Buffalo, because the side of the lake that it's on They get gets, tons of snow. They get yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get they get regularly pounded with snow. But Toronto, mm-hmm. they're notoriously known for for in Canada and kind of made fun of. I got I'll tell you why I know this in a bit. For not being good at handling snow for a Canadian. Oh, interesting. Because Very of interesting. their location to Lake Ontario and how the lake effect affects them. So they they they're they tend to be milder in comparison to okay. what we might be used to as Midwest as Midwesterners slash, you know, Canadian. Canadians might be used to as we stereotypically think of them right before you get to Toronto uh, more Jared I'm curious so you've mentioned you've seen uh, Niagara from both sides now yes Which side was better do you think 
Okay. Oh, Canada was better a hundred percent because the on the Canada side, the Ontario side, you're looking at the at the falls from the from the New York side. There's spots where you can look at them, but you're mostly on the side um, of where the stream is going down. So you're not mm. looking at the fall. You're looking at where from for, you're looking at from where the water is flowing down over it so you don't get a good view of gotcha. what's happening uh, right. you see the top yeah, yeah. of it you only really see the top of it unless okay. you kind of go up to this high observatory that you got to climb up to you're going to get wet it's probably going to be packed and so in mm. canada on the canada side is just easier to get a better view also in general there's you're closer to toronto uh, uh on the um on the Canada side and on the new on the New York side, I'm not sure what city you're close to that's worth going to. Buffalo is not really no offense to Buffalo. We have listeners in New York. I don't know what city you're in. Maybe they're all in Buffalo. And, Could be. And I'm going to see Could a large be. drop off. But as far as I know, there's not much to do in Buffalo outside of go to the original B Dubs and eat some good wings. Um, I do love me some wings though, Jared. <laughs> but I like I, I think in general, th- what I liked about being on the on the Niagara side is I could do it, then go back to Toronto. Um, but right. before That's I went back point. to Toronto, we went to an area called Niagara on the Lake, which is along Lake Ontario, and we went to a winery, uh, a winery. Ooh. Uh, and we okay. uh, it was called Consulman. It was owned by a German family. And uh, he start. It was started in Germany with his great grandfather, and he eventually moved to Canada, this area in Canada. And we went on a tour of the, of the uh, vineyard and the winemaking process. And then they let us taste a couple wines. And the guy taught our tour guide taught us like the proper way to taste a wine when they you know pour you that little bit in the restaurant mm-hmm. first. So that was a lot of fun. My dad is a big wine nerd, and I like I I I'd heard of how to do it, but I didn't really know how to do it because when I'd learned, okay. I never really cared. I was like, sure. last time I learned, I was probably like fifteen. You know, I didn't care. <laughs> right, right. And so like it was fun. Like as someone that now occasionally actually orders wine and drinks wine, uh, you know, to actually be like, oh, this is why you spin it, and this is why you you know take that sip you like smell that, it, right? Um, and sort of gurgle in your mouth and, and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You're supposed to spin it to let to uh, air it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you got to turn it, tilt it sideways, and you can see like the ring on the outside. We also yeah. tasted. Uh, you, you could do like a five dollar tasting and taste three different wines for five bucks. So we mm-hmm. each did that oh, that's uh, pretty before, good. and so it was a great way to spend maybe two or three hours. And then we bought a couple wines to. T- the, the rule for going across the border is you could take for driving at least. I don't know what flying is. Probably similar. You could take two bottles back. So we bought two bottles, and then we bought a bottle of sparkling riesling that we uh, saved for New Year's Eve. Nice. Um, and so that was great. That was a great day. It was a great way to spend a day that was uh, getting us out of the city. And uh, Niagara, it was a great way to see Niagara, but also make a better use of that hour and a half drive because we were really only in Niagara for, as I mentioned, two hours and an hour that was eating, you know? Right. So, like, sure. it, it was good that, that we found something so close. And we also, what we did, because we had some time, we scheduled the um, the uh, the tour for 2 o'clock and we probably left around uh, 12.30, but the place was only 20 minutes away. So we took the, the wine, the vineyard was only 20 minutes away. So we took the scenic route and we, so we drove the soup like the long way around. Was, so we saw the downtown of this little town over there and, and we drove along the lake the entire way instead of like cutting through the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. which would have been quicker. So that was great. Taking the Very scenic cool. route. I know it. I never do that here in Michigan, like when I'm just right. driving around. I 
never take the scenic route. It was great. Um, and then the next day, do you have, sorry, I've just been rambling. Can I keep going? Are you, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. <clears throat> and then the next day was great too. So um, shout out to uh, my girlfriend. She came to me. And before we before we we uh, left, like a couple uh, maybe a week or two before, she's like, "Hey, you know, I don't want to come off like a controlling or anything, and I, I want your in- input. But like, would you mind if I like um, if I like you know plan the the trip?" And I was like, "Sure." I was like, "I mean, I would like to have some sort of input of some sort, but like, right. I mean, honestly, I, I don't really enjoy like the act of, of searching for stuff. So sure. how about you? And so I said, how about you come like with a couple ideas and, and we all talk about it and figure out what we want to do. And so she made plan. a PowerPoint before yes, uh, we left and like awesome. presented it. <laughs> and so like, so this is what we could do. And then, so she went through it and I said, Oh, that's great. But how about we like, you know, I like, I like, I love this idea. I love that we could do this. So, like, how about we, you know, maybe switch this around and do this on this day. So that way we can do this on this day and that kind of stuff. But in general, everything was, uh, stuff that she thought of the two the uh the wine dedication right niagara powerpoint um, and what and something else she found this was by far probably going to be the highlight of the trip was the path tour and i'll explain the path tour was found on airbnb you know airbnb we had we got our our residence our accommodation excuse me is what i meant to say through airbnb great place it was a great uh, like place for like a two like a couple kind of two people place enough mm-hmm. it was enough space um but not big or anything there was a was he it had expensive all no for four nights it was like 330 dollars Oh, that's not bad at all. He had, uh, or they had, uh, it was a family. They had like more than enough towels for Mm -hmm. us to use. They had more than enough um, like utensils if we wanted, cups. Uh, They had more than enough. um, It was just, it was just a very good space. It was clean. Uh, Let me ask you this though, We never had to enter. One more thing. We never had to interact with them because they had one of those little keypad like oh, lock those things. Are cool. Yeah, those are nice. So it, 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 and it was like a little side under underneath mm. apartment thing. It was great. What were you about to ask? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so there were no flashbacks of the wet bed incident at the uh, <laughs> no. other Airbnb place. No. We did go in a little hesitant. We're like, oh, come on. This one can't be bad, too. This this is not the time. But no, if this was If that was, was the great. case, I would, just, I would just like delete my Airbnb account at that point. This place, yeah, I probably would have too. No joke. Yeah. This place got uh, this place got a glowing review when I got back home. It was great, nice. Um, and it was not. It, it was not. It was not. It was not far away. From, it was not in the city. City, but okay. it was close to the public transportation, and it was anywhere between twenty to thirty minutes wherever we needed to go. Oh, that's not bad. And, and how one, is the public transportation there? The public transportation was amazing. So. I we took we took the um they have a subway system that is four or uh, five or six lines but it's essentially mm-hmm. for any for all intents and purposes it's two lines. There's okay. one the, 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 there's one that goes east and west and there's one that goes north and south but it goes down and then it loops back up. Okay. Um and and they and those two inter and like the east and west intersects through that one. And then there's a couple other small ones that have maybe four to seven um lines at the very end of of those set ones that maybe extend on so that's not really useful for any tourists you're never going to be going that far out to the end stut line and then further on like this is not really practical for the most part for a tourist is what i'm saying right 
And so uh, we only used those two lines. It was very convenient. We were a five to seven minute walk, five, seven minute walk away from our train station. And a pass for the day was, was two toonies. Uh, I think loonies? it was like two fifty each, two fifty each, maybe okay. something like that, give or take three dollars each, maybe. Um, and then a day pass was th- was twelve fifty, thirteen dollars, and so okay. um, we did that. And uh, we also used the trams, like streetcars, and oh, cool. it uses the same uh, the same ticketing system, so you don't have to yep. change the ticketing system. And um, it's just very convenient. I we never had to wait longer than no joke. Four minutes for public transportation. Oh, that's awesome. And that's we were there really, for really four good. days. And on New Year's Eve, after 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., it was all free. So they have turnstiles and, you know, you swipe oh, your... Sweet. Yeah. And the turnstiles after 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., excuse me, were just all open. And so... Oh, cool. uh, it, it's probably so, to encourage people to not drunk drive. It was sponsored by an alcohol brand. Um, yeah, okay. And so <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Molson and Canadian? Labatt's? Uh, I d- did not have any Labats, but I definitely uh, drank a little bit on New Year's. I didn't get crazy, but um, so what we did. Uh, oh, so the path tour found on Airbnb by my girlfriend, and the path is an underground, um, uh, like underground way of navigating the city of Toronto, um, and it was specifically made by a, a, a building developer that built a skyscraper and said. I want people to be able to get around Toronto in winter and be able to ex- experience Toronto even when it's you know freezing cold outside. And so this is extensive, kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. There are okay. no j- oh I wish I I need to pull up the facts of it because he was saying the facts of it, and um, th- these facts made no sense. No joke. There are fifty plus um, food courts in there. There wow, are that's multiple. Crazy. <laughs> there are. Um, there are multiple malls, like full-on malls in there, um, where it will look like you're walking through your standard sort of mall. Um, there it's, are... But it's, is it like <clears throat> semi-underground? How does it work? It's semi-underground and semi-overground. So part of, part of it is okay. built in a part of the city where it was, um, where it used to be lake. And so that ground is a little less, a little more volatile. So that part's overground. Mm-hmm. But then, okay. and it's like sure. tunnels overground. But then most of it is underground uh, in like the side of the city where, where it's just, you know, normal land. And, mm-hmm. um, cool. and then it's also That's connected really awesome. to... It's also uh, connected to the subway system, and it's also connected to a lot of um, of major businesses. So, so a lot of the major, uh, I think all of the major Canadian banks, Scotiabank, BMO, Bank of Montreal, um, the Bank of Canada, or something like that, like like the Royal Bank of Canada, uh, TD Ameritrade, all these companies. Mm-hmm have a section of the path uh, of this path, underground path walkway they're responsible for because it goes through their company specifically. In addition to that, there's a banking section of it and then there's a tech section of it where there's Google, Amazon, um, all the big Microsoft, um, mm-hmm. IBM, all the big tech companies, you name it, they have a office there too. And so all, so this path, that's just a walkable path for people to walk around to navigate the city. You'll walk through these companies as well and see this, you know, it's, you know, sort of different styles of, of, of how the companies, um, might, uh, try to design it or, or how they set it up. And then, um, 
There's also 20 parking garages in it, as I'm saying. There's That's um, so crazy. 371,600 uh, square meters of retail space. Um, wow. One floor, because it's underground huge. or, or right. overground for certain portions, but it's still just like one connected you know, thing. And um, <clears throat> so we got a tour and it started at the very sort of at, at one of the entrances to it. And it was just put on by a guy that that advertises the Airbnb. And there were a, 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 a there was a group of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of us, including me and uh, my partner. And um, this guy was great. So it was he, he is from Toronto and <clears throat> you kind of got to know what you're doing to get through these tunnels like like it's not it's not scarier by any means but it's easy to get turned around it's easy to get lost i'll explain a situation we had later it's easy to think you know where you are than be like wait i feel like i was just here have i seen this before does this look familiar i feel like i've seen this walking around my apartment complex in china (laughs) (laughs) so i know exactly what you're saying jared 100 like like, like it all looks kind of familiar but there's so much to it you know because it's all sort of molly and food courty there's a lot of food courts you're like have i seen this food court (laughs) (laughs) and so um this guy knows it perfectly though so he was just walking us through it and he was explaining how they're connected, how the companies ended up there, what companies first, how like the Royal Bank of Canada tried to get the largest building there because they're the biggest bank in Canada, but they couldn't get get it. So the building, the Royal Bank of Canada building is a giant skyscraper, not the biggest, but it's entire every window pane is covered with a $75 flake of gold. And so in the summer, it just uh, is just a reflection just of sunlight. And it just, yeah. you can, he says you can feel the heat off of it. And it's just this giant oh, gold crazy. building. And, um, and then so he also explained, and, and he also wove in like Toronto history to it. So he explained oh, why cool. it is that every single Canadian bank essentially is there. Because he said okay. that um, Montreal used to be the biggest city in Toronto. And it used, excuse me, the biggest city in, in Canada. In Canada, and it used to be the uh, sort of the uh, the industrial banking hub of Canada. Okay, but Mm -hmm. in the seventies, Quebec, which is where Montreal is, was trying to secede from Canada and become its own country, and a a, a bunch of businesses were 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 you know got nervous that it would mess with their business if they were Mm -hmm. now in a country that wasn't Canada. So they all moved to the second biggest city, which was Toronto, Mm, and. Uh, so many people moved. He gave numbers. Obviously, I don't remember all these exact numbers, but so many people moved that Toronto, within a pretty short amount of time, became the biggest city in Canada. And all these oh, major, co- all these major banks are now, including the Royal Bank of, of Montreal, excuse me, the Bank of Montreal is mm-hmm. uh, headquartered in, in Toronto. Uh, Toronto. That's funny. That's really funny. And you know, with we obviously with the banks and all, goes all the you know biz, jobs and all that stuff. And now uh, mm. Montreal is still a big city, but is uh, a far second to uh, to Toronto. Toronto. And so he was great. He also gave a great hockey story. You know, no, he like he's like, who's a hockey fan? Everyone was like, uh, everyone, no one raised their hand. It was a bunch of Americans, and then one. Right. Um, uh, one girl from Vietnam, and so he's like, all right, but he still he was so good at making the story. And I was telling, I was like, even if you're not a hockey fan, that's still a great story. We stopped by. So we what's passed the story? The, um, I'll tell you the story. We passed by the um hockey hall of fame, which is on which is in the path. <laughs> of course and, it is. Um, Go figure. <laughs> and um, he was talking about how. 
in I believe maybe it was the seventies or eighties or something like that. Um, in the Olympics, you weren't allowed to play professionals in, in sports. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Russia was killing it because you know you, they, they were also known for you know kind of bending the rules a little bit. Right. So they were killing it um, well, I think in that hockey. The Russian players, I think, were technically like military or, or something, but basically, but they, they had were some sort of way around being like they're essentially yeah. professionals, but they're not technically quote unquote quite classified as professionals. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so, like the Russians were, ki- or excuse me, the uh, Soviet Union at that time was. Right. Killing it, they were killing it in in hockey, and and Canada was getting fed up with it. They're like, we want to like prove that we're the best in hockey, and so mm-hmm. separate of any sort of uh, league, separate of any sort of uh, championship or tournament that happens, Russia and and uh, I keep saying Russia, Soviet, Soviet Union, Union and Canada did a full on just grudge match. Choose whatever national players you want. And we're going to do a seven oh, nice. game series. And so this Ooh, was cool. fully devoid cool. of any sort of ranking and any sort of national. Right. Uh, so they, they probably so, pick guys who are playing in the NHL and the CHL. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, just yeah, chose, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're best of the they're best and, and, yeah. and their top leagues, which is the NHL and their Canadian leagues. Mm-hmm. And so um, this one Canadian. And, and so and so Russia was up three. I think that Russia was up three zero. And, you know, seven. It was be- so, you know, it's it's best. uh Four Best out of seven. Four out of seven. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yep. so Canada came back, and this one guy. Oh wow! In in in, in the uh, in the following four or, or following four games or three games, one of the two, this one player won uh, or scored the um, scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. And and he was the one that uh, you know was sort of known to be the leader of this of this team that uh-huh. led uh, Canada to beat Russia uh, re, uh, re, uh, Soviet the Soviet Union, Union in the uh-huh. seven game grudge match. However, he was not a huge professional name. Like he he was not he didn't play for the NHL. He didn't play for a huge Canadian team. So he never really played in the Olympics. Okay. He just happened to be somehow a great Canadian player that that was on the team. And so he is uh, not in the Canadian Hall of Fame because he never had because all of that oh, because none, he was never playing for the Olympics. None of the stuff that he did in this grudge match or whatever had anything to do with anything that is sanctioned or anything that gets counted right. towards your record. Right. And right. so, um, but uh, but our tour guide was arguing this was during the time it was the seventies. Now that I think about it, this was during the time when uh, when Quebec was considering to secede from Canada and become their own country, and he believes that this sort of you know this was obviously they're a huge event in Canada. This was played in schools for kids. Kids got out of right. school, you know, and and, oh, and watched did. it in the oh, gymnasiums. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Businesses shut down while it was on, and. Um, and he believes that this did more to unify Canada and keep un- Canada unified with with Quebec than than really anything at that time, and that it's a shame that that doesn't oh, get recognized crazy. as a huge as a huge milestone in hockey just because he doesn't have all the records and numbers to back up his uh, his achievements. And so, um, great story. I thought obviously that is awesome. Um, yeah, that's super cool. He also explained the architecture and why there's not a lot of historical architecture in 
uh, Canada. Canada, one, is a relatively new country. It's about 150 True. years old. Mm-hmm. And in the early 1900s, there was a huge fire that burned down, uh, that electrical fire that they think actually jumped from building to building, that burned down the vast majority of the of uh, Toronto. And so oh, a lot of the buildings were obviously built after that. And so there's right. not a lot. of sure. and, and up until very recently, they haven't had any rules on historical buildings so you've been able to knock stuff down pretty freely Mm, until pretty recently that's a bummer Um, yes it is a bummer but what uh, one thing i loved about the tour and one thing i loved about being in toronto that i noticed is the um the culture of it i'm a huge foodie and so i like the fact that there's a lot of good food i love ramen i've never seen so much access there was ramen everywhere we had ramen twice while we were there we were there for three days and oh excuse me four days and no we were there for three nights and four, four days nights. Three, oh, three we nights met we, we were scheduled to be there for four nights and five days i'll get to that but uh okay. we were there for three nights and four days and we had ramen twice we had a lot of great food we had a great dinner at this nice restaurant on new year's eve and then we also um even in oh we ate at one of the uh, food courts in the path. I had some g- delicious uh, teriyaki. <laughs> um, it was great, and there was a lot of great food that we missed out on just because of timing. A lot of good stuff was closed because it was New Year's sure. Day. New Year's, and so some other yeah. stuff we were mm-hmm. a lot of stuff was open, especially restaurant wise. But some of the places we wanted to hit weren't open, and so um, yeah, so that was great. Um, no, where was I? Where was I? Sorry. Um, we were there for four days. Or, or another part of the tour four. was he uh. talked about the uh, about the nationality makeup of um, Toronto. Toronto is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Now Toronto is in Ontario, and Ontario is in Canada. He said that Canadian is the third largest nationality in Toronto. What are the first and second? I can't remember what the second is. <laughs> What's the first? But the first is Chinese interesting okay and and what i loved and what we both loved about toronto and something that we noticed stress stress not only through the tour but also through advertising that we saw Mm -hmm. in the subway just uh, at bus stops was that um canada takes immigration very seriously okay and um canada on a whole welcomes four hundred thousand. Uh, immigrants each year like they have uh, openings for 400,000 immigrants each year mm-hmm. and they um all and a vast majority of those immigrants go to Toronto cuz it's the biggest city most opportunity right. Makes sense. um sure. and so um because and also because Canada is so new it's only 150 years old there's not a lot of Canadian heritage and there's a, and mixed in with the fact that that there's a lot of people coming in from a lot of other countries there's a lot of british there's a lot of filipino there's a lot of japanese there's a lot of australian i believe there's um just a lot of um various countries because it's just a new country and they're so welcome welcoming to immigrants and he also said that you can sort of track the um 
the trends of immigration based off of various trends, or excuse me, based off of various, I mean, I hate to say it, sort of like disasters and catastrophes that happen around mm. the world. So during sure. um, slavery, during the end of slavery, you saw a huge influx of um, black people. During mm-hmm. the potato famine, you saw a huge influx of Irish, Irish. people. During the Holocaust, Irish. you saw a huge inf- influx of Jewish mm-hmm. people. It's uh, during... Um, you know, During the different Trump administration, you saw a giant influx of American people. No, I'm just uh, he did not mention that. <laughs> I thought I, w- I was wondering if he mentioned that, but he did not mention that. Um, and um, and I mentioned what the uh, biggest uh, group wa- nationality was. So I'm not going to get Chad in trouble by mentioning why that is. But um, I did Thank mention you. what the biggest nationality was there. So. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just love. I just loved that feeling about and, you know. So that's something I, you know, I I don't really I I, w- I maybe I, I wish I thought about more, but I don't really think about it until I'm in it. But I, something maybe I miss about Philadelphia is just that level of diversity, where sure. it's like where it's like the um, and I'm, it, it 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 you know the, the funny thing is sometimes you and I or me and my girlfriend joke about going to Canada and like going abroad or like going to right. a foreign country because it's we're right. driving, you know. The yeah, drive was, really, doesn't was feel four hours. Wrong. It doesn't feel yeah. like a. But something about just how diverse it was helps. It helps sort of with. It, it doesn't feel like a joke to say you're going abroad. You know, because right. the culture, sure. like, like that sort of uh, diverse influence on the culture is 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 drastically dis- is just as drastically different as me being in Vienna. I would say. You know, sure. Like, um, sure. And, and so it really does feel like you like a uh, like I'm in a foreign country and and. The, and once you're sort of immersed in it, the Canadian accent does start to become more apparent. So you hear that accent mm. more. You know, you start Can you to do it. Can you, you give start, me an example? Uh, I, I did. Um, hey, we're going to uh, we're going to the CN Tower tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, we're going on the path to uh, the the path tour tomorrow. I no, no I'm a better. That's away actually from it too not hard. too bad. Some of those. Oh jeez, I'm actually sorry, everyone. Good. Listen, we actually have a lot of listeners in Canada recently. I've been looking. Shout out to Canada. It's been really growing. Saskatchewan, awesome. Ontario. And British Columbia are huge these days for the Untranslatable podcast, and um, we appreciate it. And uh, and I wanted to do more of the accent, but I can't do it. I can't now that I'm out of it. It's just you know, a couple of days you're out of it, and you lose it. You know. True. <laughs> well, that just um, goes to show our hey, we're Canadian going out, listeners out to the, send us some <laughs> sound clips. <laughs> we're going out to the uh, to the path tour uh, tomorrow. I really like the way Canadian <laughs> English sounds. Uh, I do too. I, think it I sounds do too. Really cool. And the friendliness is no joke. Like, like it's not over. They were not overly friendly. It's not. It's not freakish. They're, you're not. You I, I'm, I'm a hooser <laughs> by anybody. No, they're not freakish not about it. A hooser. But but you never felt threatened. It felt very safe. It's a very safe feeling place. And okay. uh, you could walk around and um, and our tour guide said he's never he- he's never heard of pit pocketing. And as far as maybe walking home at night, um, you know, obviously if you're a woman, safe. you got to take you know the. You know the women precautions because uh, men sure. are terrible people, but True. Um, True. in general, um, it's a very safe place to be, and so that was right. nice. And so you know we drove there, but other than the you know that my we we are both huge fans of public transportation, and you have and parking is kind of tough in Toronto, mm. and so we got permit parking. You have to get a permit to park there beforehand, and so you, um, and so we could park literally right in front of our Airbnb on the street conveniently because oh, cool. we had a permit. But nice. in Toronto, we parked, never touched the car in the city, you know, that's and that's great, we love. That was the best. All public transportation, yeah, that's great. and it was super convenient. It was great, 
And uh, what else? Let's see if there's anything else. Uh, New well, Year's here, Eve. Jared, do, Sorry, do, okay, do this. Do this for me. Just give me the uh, the high, like the must dos and must sees. Obviously, the path tour is one of them. Path tour. Figure out the path for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say um, if you can, if you have the means, get out of. This is my highlights from the trip. The mm-hmm. wine. The wine tour. That was a different side of Canada I love to see. And um, it was great to see the just to go be able to go on the scenic tour. And um, take advantage of the diversity of foods, I would say. I had great ramen. I had great um, great even I you know, not even really any specific genre, but uh, but oh no, great Thai food as well there, I remember now. Mm-hmm. I had great pad Thai. I had great Japanese, or excuse me, great um, Chinese food as well. Did you even um, so eat any Canadian foods? No, not at all. Not at all. I had breakfast, but that was just a generic sort of American Canadian breakfast. Right. No, right. And I had no Canadian foods. Um, oh, and I had great coffees as well too. There was a lot of there's a lot of coffee shops in Toronto. It was great, dude. And I was there for um. When, the reason I said well, let me just say the reason I said I left early is not because I had a bad time or not because I was ready. Oh, well, I was ready to go, but it was because. Um, so we got there. So we were leaving on. Um, our plan was to leave the next morning. On, but um, wait, your plane. So, we drove there. No, we drove there. I yeah. said our plan was to leave the next morning gotcha. Gotcha, on gotcha. Thursday. And on Wednesday at about noon, we, we had pl- st- plans for stuff to do during, the, during that day. And we were doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, really, we're going to be done with what we plan to do probably around like four or five. And I was like, it's only a, f- a four hour drive. And so we could right. ideally at the latest be home by home 10 like o'clock or 10. And yeah. like, you know, if we're done with what we're doing by four or five, there's, is there really a point for us to just sit around and wait to go out to dinner again and spend more money and then sleep just to wake up in the morning and drive back home? Or we could just go home tonight and, you know, go back to our own bed. And, um, and like, I feel like we kind of did everything we wanted to do. And, and like, it, it kind of felt right. like a good decision, not even like a sort of, oh, I'm bored here. It's like, no, like, not even, and not even that there wasn't more stuff to do. It's just like, we like we could push ourselves to do more stuff, but we're very content with our trip. And we did everything we wanted to, and uh, we're kind of just now, you know, waiting to leave. So how about we just leave because we have the convenience to do so? And we got home by like nine thirty. Nice. Okay. Not bad. Mm-hmm. It was a great trip. financial standpoint. A very good choice. I would say on a travel experience standpoint, I maybe would have done things differently, but that's just how me. so. What do you mean? What do you mean? I probably still would have stayed the, the, the night. Oh, okay, okay. You know, one thing I'll say I was happy about was, um, one, me and my girlfriend travel very well together, but because uh, she, said, she said something that you always say, she's like, you're just so chill. She's like, she's like, uh, she's like I never I feel stressed about anything or like, yeah. <laughs> or, like, or like I'm rushed to do anything or it's like, it feels like we can just do whatever we... I was like, yeah, I mean, I like to think that I'm pretty chill, but... Um, yeah. Also, one thing that I liked about having her around is that I think I sometimes lean too heavy into trying to avoid those tourist, quote unquote, mm, tourist traps right, or right. or trying to do stuff that makes might seem touristy. So I might have not even, I probably wouldn't even considered something like this walking tour that we did. And this walking tour was about two and a half hours with about walking a 15 minute break. Great, though. 
And this guy was knowledgeable. He was personable. He was friendly. He was funny. And he knew his shit. He knew every, you know, every question asked. He essentially had an answer to. He And oh, nice. um, it was a great way. And it really added a great a lot of context to the city. Like, I, you know, I saw the diversity with my eyes, but it was great to hear sort of confirm and sort Ties of it all together. Put, add some context to the to the restaurants I'm seeing, to mm-hmm. the culture I'm experiencing, to you know just what I'm to the styles I'm seeing, to the stores I'm seeing, um, and uh, so really the I, I, I walking tours is something that and, and my girlfriend says she always does it when she travels and it's just a, and, and it really put a lot a great context on the trip and so that's something that I'm going to try to prioritize more in my future when it comes to traveling and that that was really a, nice. a huge highlight and just like it's something that I'd never really put much thought to because I'm so nervous about you know coming off as like a tourist nerd or whatever you know right right sometimes it's good to be the tourist nerd Jared that's for yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah, you know, Jared, I think it's also I'm, good though to avoid maybe like what I liked about the Airbnb is I, I avoided like sort of that corporate feeling uh, tour because I think that's that sometimes true. is when it's a little it can feel maybe it's a little quicker to feel robotic or mm-hmm. or you know a little too like fun like nerdy or not nerdy but like not really useful fun fact I don't know I don't know I just like the it was more like chill Airbnb vibe events are a lot more personable. Yeah, they, you're right. They don't have that very kind of stuffy corporate vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know you what else? Like you're talking to an employee. Stuffy corporate. You know? <laughs> uh, right, right. You know what else though? Jared doesn't have a stuffy uh, corporate vibe. Is our song of the pod for today? That's actually very true. This is a. This is. It seems like a kind of a. How'd you hear about this? Because this does not seem like a that popular of a song. But it's. A, I love the vibe. It's. It's a great song. Well, so I. I literally just went online and looked up artists from Toronto. Because I figured it would be very apropos. Oh, to really? I was wondering yeah. where she was from. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Yep. From Toronto. Okay. So who's okay. who's our artist, and what's our name of the song for today, Jerry? The artist is Ali. Uh, Ali? Excuse me, Ali. But there's a space between each uh, letter. A L I E, I believe. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and the song is called "Move Like a Mystic," and um, it's a real chill vibe, bro. You know, like it's definitely mm-hmm. a real chill vibe, bro. I love it though. It's got it's got like a good sort of electronic, not overly electronic. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's a very it's a very like a uh, mellow vibe song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Feels kind of soulful, little yes. little like very slow R&B. Good singing. Kind of She's singing, ish. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was a th- that's something I could really get down with. Like even the way that the uh, title is, it seems like it's almost like a mixtape or something. You know, yeah. Like I, I this this is definitely something I, I could get down with. And um, music that's something is awesome. That's something that I'd be interested to look more into the next time I go to Toronto too. Is more of a music scene because um, like there's just a, a, you know I was there for I feel like there's a lot more that I could see. Uh, see there you're but, looking um, to go there again this summer just saying uh, you know dude it's funny that you say that you're uh because the one thing that was kind of made it a little bit more difficult is that it, it was cold you know we did a lot of walking mm-hmm. but um it, it it was cold you know so it definitely wasn't as easy to walk around and it definitely even when we were walk walk even when we were walking and sticking it out it was, you know, it was painful sometimes. It, it was brutal sometimes. It was like, yeah, we're doing oh, this because yeah. we want to explore and we want to see stuff. Right. But it is not ideal, you know. Like, this oh, is definitely not. not. The, yeah. So we, so I, I think that that is definitely in the works and mm-hmm. in consideration is to do it where you can really. And you know me, you definitely know me. I'm a mm-hmm. wanderer. I oh, can yeah. walk we for like hours, and that's the best way to really 
uh, you know, soak in, especially a specific neighborhood, and when you're in oh, a big, 100%. big city like Toronto or something like that. And so, but but it's not really realistic when it's 32 degrees, it's super outside. cold, absolutely <laughs> and windy. So that's true. But I still but I had think a great this time. Song is definitely a good one uh, for yes. your wanderings as well, and. Great for a road trip, especially since on the way back I drove at night. That's like a great night road trip vibe, you know? Yeah. It's such a cool song. There's a lot of mm-hmm. really interesting elements to it. Um, check it out. Move Like a Mystic by uh, Ali, um, Toronto-based artist. Uh, check out our Song of the Pod playlist on uh, YouTube, on Translatable Podcast, and you can find it there. Well, Jared, you mentioned that uh, the number one uh, group in uh, Toronto is Chinese. And uh, couldn't be more fitting that like I have a Chinese worth of pod today. And it is... How convenient. Uh, Duolandao. Uh, Duolandao. Uh, I can't say it properly. But this is the Chinese word for Toronto. Oh, okay. Duolandao. Mm-hmm. Okay. Duolandao, I think. Um, well, this is... I, I've, I've been wanting to do this one for a while, but I'm just going to do it. My word of the pod, Spanish word of the pod, is... Viaje, but I want to say viaje con auto specifically. Trap, because trip by auto, uh, 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 yes, road trip. I really, having been on a plane for Thanksgiving, which was a couple of months ago, and Christmas, which was a month ago, or you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, and then going to Toronto by car, I really, once again, am love the road trip, and I love the flexibility. For example, of trying to be like, oh, of just being so like. Nice. Uh, being able to have your own schedule and be able to be more free, comfortable. Mm. Oh, man, it was great. It was great. And I'm looking forward to, to some more local-ish ones in Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Maybe Chicago. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good Spanish word of the pod. Mm-hmm. I think to recap today's episode about Toronto, I don't want to put words in Jared's mouth here. Please, but, though. Uh, but I've been trying to pick Do up it. what Jared's been putting down. And uh, I think Toronto yeah. seems like a great city because of its diversity. It's access with public transport. Uh, also, a lot of great different cuisines for you to try from v- many different countries uh, and backgrounds, which is awesome. And it seems like you really need to check out the uh, the path. Is that what it's called? Yes. Uh, in yes. Toronto. So check that out as well. Uh, and if any of our uh, listeners from Canada have any other tips or recommendations, please let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you've just been to Toronto and you have some other tips, especially for our hopefully uh, potential future on the road again together to Toronto. That would be awesome. We'd appreciate it. Also, check out our uh, YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, for our Song of the Pod. And uh, if you want to see our beautiful faces as well. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. We would really appreciate it. Uh, So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yacuyame, muchas gracias, and shisha. (laughs) 